Hello and welcome to In the Art Scene podcast, a place where creatives share their stories. My name is Galina Marquez and I have another cool story prepared for you today. So let's get to it. Hello everybody and welcome back to In the Art Scene podcast. And I am talking with Rose Braun today. And uh, Rose and I met uh, in the group that we both belong to. It's Art Dart um, group. And if you guys don't know us yet, uh, stay tuned because there's more cool things coming. And I just uh, fell in love with the way Rose um, attempts art making it's like the way she was describing her processes and ideas and everything was so cheerful and bright and I felt I felt like a child just listening to her and I got so uh, eager to just go and play so I decided to share a little bit of that spark of joy with you today so welcome Rose hello uh, hi (laughs) so why wouldn't you introduce yourself properly first and then we will just chit chat then oh, we'll okay. see where well, it goes um, <laughs> sure hi i'm rose braun and uh i'm an artist and um i kind of make paintings <laughs> but fit but with physicality <laughs> Wait, okay what does that mean with physicality oh well um because i love sculpting but um I uh, I also want to use paper. Like I always have had this thing where I want to make uh, like almost like two dimensional, three dimensional. So uh-huh. um, I I rip the paper, I uh, crinkle the paper, I you know like mark it up and things like that. So um, yeah, and I'll get into more like later as like why I I do all this because like I have sort of like people that have influenced me and just like, I know part of me is like, I can never choose one medium that I like. I'm always bouncing all over the place. I feel with you. Things. Yeah. yeah I, feel just, you. <laughs> I have to play. I have to play with things. So um, part of it was, uh, yeah, I just, I needed to get in there and do a little bit more. <laughs> well, you did share a, a lot of the things that you used to be doing uh, with the group when we had that conversation. And yeah. uh, but I'm actually really interested in this in your current thing, which is all about ripping paper and circles. Yes, yeah. So, so. I guess, um, well, let's see. I will say so as long as I can remember, I've always been making art, right? So, like, even when I was little, just finger painting stuff like that. Okay, can I can um, I can I stop you for a second? Yeah, don't read the notes. Let's just do time. <laughs> Sorry. I, I know that you wanted to be prepared and it's 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 awesome but let's just make let it go let's just play okay right here okay yeah <laughs> I just I feel like if I don't look periodically I will get off on tangents that are not interesting <laughs> no that never happened on this podcast okay no right, and right. it's even better even better if we go offside it's, it's gonna be awesome okay because it, it always right. happens this way okay all right so all right um tell me when (laughs) now we're still recording all right so um part of my influence is that I guess for the past 20 plus years I worked with this artist named Al Loving 
And he's a huge influence as to why I started ripping the paper. Um, and also on top of that, and I could get into both of these things, I also was born with a birth defect, which has led me to be differently abled. Um, which just tearing the paper and stuff like that has a certain significance to me about that. I want to get into Al first. Are, are you are you hmm? are you okay sharing about um, like yeah. more details? Yeah, yeah, totally. Okay. Yeah, um, I just figured it, it's. Um, should I just talk about Al first and then go into the other thing? Sure. Yes. Okay. So, um, I've been. I was kind of working with his estate for like, oh, gosh, well over twenty years, and he is just on top of being just a phenomenal artist. I got to know him only for a year. He, I knew him for the last year of his life. And he was just, he was just a person that if you asked him about art, he would sit down and give you a world-class lecture that was so fascinating. He was just a lovely person to talk to about art and just a lovely human being in general. So um, he started out doing these very geometric pieces, um, lots of line and uh, color. And then later, he he just kind of wanted to get away from the paintbrush. I don't know why he wanted to get away from the paintbrush. If anyone knows, please tell me, because the more I know about Al, like, you know, I'm always learning um, about him. But, yeah, and, uh, and for those who doesn't know anything about him, uh, we'll make sure to put some some links and some references in the yeah. blog post. So, yeah, people can please. go and check that out. Yeah, yeah he's great. Um, so he started doing a uh, torn canvas. So he, uh, would start sewing these just huge. And like, they would take up, like, they were like 30 feet tall. Some of them wow. take well, huge walls. Um, they're amazing. And he would just do things like, um, I think I saw him once just working with like a broom, just splattering canvas. Mm. Uh, he, I remember when I worked with him, we used squeegees to like rub paint and gel over the pieces and it was just all these really interesting inventive ways to put ink or paint on canvas and it was just really fun and playful and because of the pandemic you know it changed my life as it did change many and I had to move away from where the estate was located and now that like I am starting to kind of get back into my art career because I like you said I have had other art endeavors in the past that I did but you know life sometimes gets in the way and um now I feel like I'm finally settled in a place that I really want to just be with my art again and I realize I really missed being at this state it was like being around his work after you've been around something for like 20 plus years it just becomes so familiar and like almost like home that I was like I have to work with the same materials so um and paper was a big one that I was working with um because at a certain point his career shifted to paper and also I'm a printmaker I love working with paper so um you know, gathered my paper, I uh, got some like acrylic medium wire, stuff like that. And the first pieces that I started making, I wanted to start with something simple because everything felt so big, felt so heavy. So it was just like the simplest shape I could think of was a circle. So I was just like, let's start with a circle. 
And then I started noticing as I was working with the paper, painting it, um, marking it up, that when I put it in the circle, it really um, let you see the color and see like the texture of of the piece. And I really enjoyed that um, because I love color. I love texture. And I feel like sometimes they get kind of overlooked in work. Um, so I started uh, using those circles and then I would kind of almost kind of layer them with like EV foam and wire. And they started becoming almost kind of like celestial looking in nature, which uh, I enjoyed very much, but I, I still didn't know exactly where I was going with it. I was still trying to like, there was something that was kind of missing for me. There was something that was uh, just also like, physically not working because like you know things like because I was using EV foam like things are bending in certain ways that are frustrating and it's just kind of like you don't want to have like floppy artwork you know <laughs> <laughs> so I um one day I was uh oh and also I will say this too uh one day I was feeling kind of just kind of crappy I was having one of my bad days because I am a differently able person um, so basically I was looking at my paper and I was just like, well, what if I rip it? Like what would happen then? So I ripped the paper and then I kind of held it back together and it looked like a scar to me. And I just, I thought that was, I don't know. It just kind of delighted me in a way because now I am kind of feel like I'm sculpting with the paper in a sense, because like I said before, like I'm. I'm ripping things apart and being more physical with them. And also now it has this other meaning to me because I feel like, um, one second, I have to just glance. Real you're, quick. You're, you're still looking in the nose. <laughs> I just have to glance because my thoughts are, are scattered. So, everybody, you are my witnesses. She's, she's cheating. <laughs> <laughs> my brain is so full of things that it's sort of, hard to focus on all of the ideas whatever works for you girl <laughs> so okay so you know I I'm now excited by this idea of like I am getting away from the brush you know I am ripping the paper I am putting it back together and it also has this meaning to me because um like I said I'm definitely abled and what that means to me, I, I was actually talking a little bit earlier about like, I feel like I'm taking more ownership, more control of my life, more control of my own choices instead of, it's just felt in the past that I've just gone along with the flow and things have just happened. So at a certain point in my life, I kind of felt really ashamed of my differences, which, you know, is heavy. And I feel like, you know, all of us, who I don't know just go through stuff it's just horrible when you have to feel ashamed about the like heavy thing that you're going through so um you, I started to realize yeah are you comfortable uh talking about the condition that is making you differently able um yes it is a very complicated <laughs> <laughs> so basically um long story short because there's way too much medical history to go into it is I was born with a birth defect that birth defect led me to about well not about led to me exactly 34 surgeries wow 
Yes. Wow. <laughs> it's a lot. Um, there's a lot of trauma there. There's a lot of just physically being handled by other people. Um, it's it's a lot. So now in the aftermath of all of that, you know, I'm dealing with the emotional response to that. I'm also dealing with the physical response to that because like, you know, your energy levels are never going to be what they used to after you've been handled that mm-hmm. much. So, you know, I started to sort of realize like what my story was and also the fact that like my story in is every time I walk into a doctor's office, they look at me like I'm a unicorn, but not like a magical, like happy unicorn, like the, like the unicorn that has just, you know, like been through it, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And so you know, after a while, it was just kind of like, I realized that my story was unique, but I also started to realize that other people will start telling me about their stories because um, I was more open about talking about my story. So that made me realize just how everyone's story was so different, no matter what you went through, even if there are similarities, like there's tons of other people who've gone through medical issues the same way, not, not the same way, but like, it's different. Like every person's journey is different. So what I started realizing within my artwork is that when I am like tearing these papers, making like uh, marks on them with paint or printmaking processes or even just like physically crumpling them up to wrinkle them. I'm like, that's the story of this paper. And at the end, I'm putting it back together, not even putting it back together. It becomes a circle again. And at that point it's, it's whole and that's the piece. And I kind of like the idea of that, like every piece I'm making, even, you know, like I'm tearing, like even I started tearing two pieces together so I could kind of like mirror, like put them together to see what it would look like. And even when I do that, the tears are completely different. And I just find that um, like, I love the uniqueness in that, like all of us are unique. So I've just been really enjoying that. I've been enjoying that process. No, I, I love the way you're describing it, that, uh, it was a plain circle and didn't have any history. And then by ripping it and handling it and crumpling it, you are adding more dimensions. Like the circle is sort of a living its life, going through its own traumas. And, but in the end, it comes back together and kind of heals in the way and becomes like a, a different being, but with more like layers of history underneath but yeah I, I love that yeah yeah and I also I, I also I feel like I try like I mean obviously some of it when like tearing and crumpling it and things like that but I feel like not everything has to be like art's always going to be interpreted different by everybody else so yeah. it doesn't have to be like a trauma thing of it but um I also do like the idea of that healing you know, like with the right care, healing from trauma, because like, you know, no matter what it is, all of us have gone through some type of trauma in the world. And like, that's like the one thing, no matter what, 
we could kind of like relate with one another. And I like the idea of being able to like, just sort of like, I don't know, find the beauty in it, find the beauty of healing and making these pieces that represent something maybe that feels heavy and feels darker for some people, but also they're still beautiful. Like we're all still whole. And uh, I must say that all the the circles that you're making, uh, they actually are beautiful and celestial. <laughs> they don't, they, to me, they, don't, they don't they don't seem dark at all. And oh my god, how many of them have you made already? Because they are like all kinds <laughs> of sizes, yes. uh, all kinds of variations. I know that you are treating the paper differently to get the color and the texture before you even start ripping it. And then you're making earrings. Oh my god. Yes, yes. I started making well, okay. Well, first of all, my goal right now with this series is 50 because um going back to Al Loving, he always said to me, if you think you have a good idea, make 50 of them and then see what you have at the end. So I'm like, okay, Al, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> and also I I there's another artist. Oh goodness, what is her name? I feel so bad now. I'm referencing her and I don't remember what her name is I'll, I'll tell you later then you could like link it or something okay. but I, I noticed her on Instagram and she makes these beautiful pieces of art with wire and she like dips them into uh, um, like this like paper and it, she keeps building it up on the wire and they look really um, just kind of light and very like nature focused you know and um, I remember her uh, just making all of this jewelry on top of making her art. And I was just like, that's beautiful because I can make tiny art that like other people who might be, not be able to afford the bigger art. Because I feel like everyone, art should be accessible to everybody. And I, and I, I like to wear art too. <laughs> like, <laughs> just make, you know, paper earrings, throw them on. And um, I'm working right now with uh, with resin to see how I could um, seal them up to make them waterproof um, because I know I'm going to like accidentally go in the shower with them one day. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like if I would do something like that, I'm sure somebody else would too. So I just, um, I'm really excited about the jewelry. And also I think that's kind of fun too, because they're all going to be pieces because Whenever I make a piece, I um, I have like bits left over in all the corners because I'm working, you know, like off of like square rectangle mm -hmm. paper. So um, basically, I can take all of that scrap paper and just make it into earrings. So it's just I also love the fact that like, you know, I'm also kind of just using every little bit I can. <laughs> yeah. Wow. All right. Uh, so I know you've been making earrings. I know that you have not released them yet because you're still experimenting with resin or yes, <laughs> how to shower proof yes. them. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You got to shower proof your art, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Every single piece. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I feel like my bigger pieces don't go in the shower with them. <laughs> they belong on the wall. Yes, please. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I look forward to, to the earrings because I'm, a, I'm an earrings junkie personally. I, I gotta have a pair of your earrings for sure. When, when you, when you got them to the point where you're happy and absolutely confident that I can go 
take shower with your earrings. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting a pair. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I've gotten to really into earrings because it just, they're fun. They just like, you know, you slap them on, feel good, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, and they're also kind of, I, I don't know. I, um, I never like wearing uh, things on my neck. I mean, I do sometimes, but it's, but the earrings, it, it, to me, it feels like they're instantly just change your face and kind of change how you appear yes. in the world because uh, you, you can wear something very, very tiny and delicate and uh, people will pursue like, perceive you as a you know a certain a content kind of a quiet person and then you you wear like a huge red circles or yeah. like asymmetrical pieces or like long dangles and stuff stuff like that and and it doesn't matter what you wear like your outfit doesn't matter anymore because everything is like right here around your face yeah absolutely yeah. Yeah, I know. I've been, I've been really getting into it. It's fun. It's just, and sometimes even, I, I don't know, like I, um, like there's certain noises and things that they make that kind of are pleasing to me. Uh-huh. And there's some days like I can't wear, there's like these ones that I have that just make like a little, like, it's kind of like shell on metal kind of uh-huh. sound. And I love it. And other days I'm like, no, I cannot wear those today. They're going to drive me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, sometimes I, I have, I have bigger earrings that are kind of hanging. Um, and th- the problem is that they sometimes kind of pick on the sweater. So I would, I would change the sweater before I change the earrings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I completely was like, I have changed an entire outfit because it didn't go with my earrings. <laughs> and it's funny when I, I always try to like pick up my outfit. The day before I go to work because I'm not a morning person. So I will literally pick out my earrings and then pick the whole outfit. <laughs> That's the way to do it. Yep. All right. So you <laughs> mentioned that you're going to work. So you're not a full-time artist. No, no, not yet. Not yet. Okay. <laughs> I'm also, I feel like I'm a busybody in a sense that like I always like having a few things going at once, you know? <laughs> so yeah. but um what I'm I'm doing now, if that's uh-huh. what you're asking, is I'm an education coordinator for the Tri-County Arts Council in nice. uh, o- Olean, New York, which is, it's nice to not only be an artist, but got to get to work in like an artist space and work with other artists. It's, it's just been really rewarding. Like I will put together a class and then I can go spy in the class and see what they're doing and making, which is always really, um, it's just fun. It's just, it's like energizing to be around other artists and see what yeah. they're making. Yeah. Well, awesome. Uh, I was going to ask you something else. Um, now I forgot. I'm having a mom's brain. I have a perfect excuse for, for having this moment. It is all oh. good. You're doing so many things. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a short coffee break. Are you enjoying this episode? If you do, would you buy me a coffee? I would really appreciate it. The link is in the show notes and on our website, intheartscene.com. Thank you for your support. Hey listeners, did I tell you that we have fun merch? Well, we do. Click shop on our website and check it out. We have tees and hoodies, 
coffee mugs for your paint, water, and my personal favorite, a studio apron. We use fun quotes from real artists, our podcast guests. And the best thing is all items are customizable, so get creative. By purchasing the merch, not only do you support the production of this podcast, but you also help us support art-related nonprofits and community organizations. Thank you for your support. going to ask you about your art education and kind of upbringing into the art world oh, yeah 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 so I guess um like I said before like I've been doing art ever since I was little I you know started off finger painting like a little little kid but like eventually I went to Ringling School of Art and Design in Florida and uh, I only I was only there for about a year um and I just like my parents, I'm originally from Alabama and my parents were originally from New York. So at a certain point I went to Florida and it was nice, but it was, it just, just didn't feel right still. So I ended up after my first semester at Ringling moving and going to uh, SUNY New Paltz in, in Florida and in Florida and <laughs> New York. <laughs> but um so I finished out my education there in printmaking mm-hmm. and um from there like I, I would say like right when I moved up is sort of like when I I started working for Al so part of my education definitely came just from working at the estate um just to going to the different shows and working with the galleries and um, just working with the state, seeing how things are cataloged and put together and how museums talk to you and things like that. And that was wonderful and fascinating. Get kind of that firsthand experience, but like, you're sort of like, you're not doing it. You're just sort of like in the back observing, Uh which is, definitely the bit with the way I learn I'm an observer um I have to do things physically I feel like when people <laughs> tell me to read something in a book I will read it three times and it just it just floats out of my brain same <laughs> same especially if there are numbers oh goodness <laughs> I used to when I was little read my uh math textbooks to get me to go to sleep <laughs> <laughs> I was I'm not a good math student I respect math. I think it's great, but man, I uh, give me shapes and colors. <laughs> True. I know. I remember I was doing. I was doing well with math at school. I, I was doing better with geometry though. Um, but now, uh, like even even right now, as we speak, I'm I'm actually reading a book about baby's sleep patterns, and they're giving you, you know, how to split your day into chunks when he is awake and when he's asleep. And they're like, well, you start at 6 a.m. and then 7.30 and blah, 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 and 9 a.m. But then if you need to change or like drop one of the feedings, you're shifting it to 6.30 a.m. and then 7.30, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, there's no way I can keep up with (laughs) even even time chunks. Like, I, I need a diagram. I need to see the way it looks because yes. like I, I can't I can't read the numbers. <laughs> I know. Oh, absolutely. It. And I, I will. I'll, if somebody gives me something like that, I have to sit. I have to just sit down and start drawing it out. Like like I don't know, like a 
like a chart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. All right, you're you're checking the notes. Okay. I'm checking the notes. Checking I don't know, but I think kind of went through most of everything. I mean, the one thing I didn't really totally talk about is um like think now with uh where I am with uh-huh. the artwork at this point. Um and having them I don't know, like that there's these circles that are individuals. I feel like the reason I sort of got to that place is that like um I just at some point like you know obviously I started with a circle because I want it to be simple but I've always been a big fan of like like uh the symbols and meanings behind things so I started mm-hmm. like looking into like what uh, a circle represented in different various cultures and things like that and um a lot of cultures it represented like uh the sun which was like the life bringer and stuff like that and I kind of like the idea of it representing life and representing fullness um, because I feel like that really went well with this whole, like I've gotten really into storytelling. Um, I'm a huge Dungeons and Dragons nerd. (laughs) (laughs) So um, storytelling has just become really important to me because I feel like it's, it's something that can connect everybody. And I enjoyed the fact that, that's what a circle represented because like the whole idea of life to me when you put it to into like sort of like an individual person all of a sudden that kind of becomes like their story because what is life for an individual but their story yeah like a circle of life <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and and that, um i was going to comment on 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 your comment about the simplest shape possible because i remember in the group when you first uh, introduced your work you said that you wanted a shape that does not uh, draw attention away from what is the actual art so the shape needs to be as, as simple as possible and what's the simplest is the circle and that and that's in a way it is true because uh I don't know, maybe we're just so used to seeing rectangular uh, pieces of work, pieces of art. And when you're looking at the circle, it's, it's, it's different. It's like, it looks like art, but at the same time, it looks like a different type of object that you want to explore a little closer because there's something in it that uh, kind of gets you out of the box right because it's not a box it's not square right so that yeah i kind of get that feeling from from your work when whenever i see you you posting on instagram it's like there are details and and the circle also kind of gives it um a feeling like there's something behind you know the square is like you have the edges that's it that that's the end of it right but the circle is kind of it's a continuation so there's something behind and i kind of always want to go like see maybe something on the back side and so i don't know how to explain that except for there's the feeling of continuation of of something yeah well part of it too is just like the way your eyes move through a piece too like um like uh when it gets back so like what is it when you look at a piece of artwork you kind of go from right no, from left to right, um, I've I've noticed, and also I've just learned. Two people have told me, and when you get to that like right bottom corner, is sort of when your eye leaves. 
So if you um, just from like, I guess, sort of like a visual standpoint, if you're looking at a circle, your your eye has no edge to like fall off on. So maybe yeah. that's what you're feeling. Yeah, there are no corners. Uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Totally. Uh, I think yeah. I think uh, that's a that's a great point. And um, I think even like if we go a little bit deeper into cultural differences, like for us in the West, we are um, tend to look at things from left to right. This is how we read. This is how we write. In different cultures, like in Japan, they write vertically. So their eyes are naturally moving in a different direction, right? And uh, I don't know, somewhere in the East, they're going from right to left, right? Everything, uh, like even books, they're binded on the other side. So you're 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 flipping the book in a different direction. It's like, we have a few Hebrew books at home and uh, I, like it always blows my mind because I want to flip it in a different way. <laughs> I know whenever I get like a, a manga book, like I instinctually start going the wrong way. Yeah. And then I'm like, I have to like retrain my brain. It's and then it's yeah. Yeah. And then circle is kind of a unified shape that kind of breaks all of those rules and all of those uh cultural attachments, if you will. Uh and yeah, so it's it's universal for everybody. Yeah, I like that. I because one thing I, I noticed because I, I was trying to really look at different cultures and and it really the circle really in a lot of places had a very similar feeling i think it's just because we all see the sun and that is like probably the first circle we ever see um so that's my uh poorly educated uh, non-educated guess <laughs> just like you know uh i'm a novelist reading books because you know it's interesting. <laughs> but um, yeah, I feel like the one thing I kept finding too, there's some cultures that were like the circle was the symbol of perfection. And I feel like um, with my circles, because I feel like none of us are perfect. Um, since I'm hand making these circles, none of them are perfect because who can, who can cut a perfect circle? I will say though, the earrings, I do use a hole punch. So I might be cheating a little bit there. <laughs> but I like your point about uh, making imperfect symbol of perfection. Yes. That's, yeah. Yeah. I, I like it's, it. Yeah. It's very deep. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're all lovely. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. So, so can... um, you're making a 50 of them. That's your goal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then what? And then what I'm hoping is that where I work, uh, we have a beautiful gallery and um, hopefully that'll be my first show because that'll be serendipitous of like, you know, where I work and then I could just exist with my artwork for about a month in like a cute little fancy gallery. Um, and then I guess from there, just see what happens, you know, I'm just uh, right now, right now I'm like building my website and it should be by the time this gets online, it should be up. I'm and, pretty sure. Yeah. Because we're going to yeah. be online in September. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'll get it. I'll get it to, to you by then. We'll be good. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. And then after that, I'm just going to keep going, keep making. And um, at some point I think uh, I might even, start to uh get back to where i was like kind of like stacking and layering the circles because i really like that where that was going but right now i feel like i really want to explore like this individual circles before i start 
like putting them together in uh, different like formations and whatnot. All right. So it sounds like you only see circles in your future. You know what? I feel like at some point I might put in other shapes, but right now I, I feel like I won't limit myself because I like shapes. Shapes are fun. Um, I will say like, and another thing, like, like I said, I'm very influenced by Al. Um, his early works were just cubes. And then he started like making these just geometric shapes with spirals and, uh, weaves, like he would weave the paper together and he would have, uh, ovals. It's funny. I don't think he ever used circles now that I'm thinking about it. Uh-huh. <laughs> But uh, he he used a lot of different shapes and spirals and just started to put all of them together. And I feel like at some point, like it might be fun to put different shapes together, especially like I said, I'm a Dungeons and Dragons nerd and I really love dice. I have all different types of shapes. (laughs) So there's I'm sure at some point I will get into like cubes and octagons and things like that. But right now. Like I said, I wanted to start simple, circle is simple, and we'll we'll see where that will grow, you know? Yeah, well, it sounds like there's a lot to explore. So Yes, yeah. Yeah, never limit yourself. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so we exhausted your notes. I kind of exhausted, <laughs> exhausted my question. Uh, my, I, one thing, actually, I wanted to, I wanted to bring up... Uh, you really exude this absolutely fantastic, childlike, playful energy, uh, and uh, this is one of the this is one of the things about this podcast. I want uh, everyone who is listening, if if not getting some sort of education, getting inspiration for sure, or or connecting some in in some ways with the story that we're bringing up. Uh, so sometimes I'm asking my guests to. Um, like, what would you say to someone who is in uh, at, at the beginning of their art career? So feeling uncertain, uh, I don't know, scared. Um, I, I, you've been there, I'm sure, you know, you remember all of those, uh, you know, things from imposter syndrome to God knows, or uh, um, especially you touched on the very sensitive topic at the beginning about shame. Uh, yes. And, a lot of young artists are, you know, there's, there is some shame in what you are experiencing and uh, expressing. It it happens. So yes, what would you, yes. getting to the good part, what would you say to them? What would I say to them? Um, I would say uh, even, okay. So I feel like even now I have days where I will go I will try to make things and that will be a bust day. Everything I make will look bad. Uh, things sometimes won't work, especially if you're a printmaker, you know, some days the print gods are not smiling upon you. <laughs> things are not going to look good. But the thing of it is, is like, you can't let that deter you because there's, you know, there's going to be another day. There's going to be better energy and just keep making keep doing and also just sometimes just try to have fun with it like there's there's days where like I said like things aren't working and and I can't make something that I enjoy and then I will actually try to like shift my focus to 
um I don't know sometimes like just to keep my hands moving like I'll I'll do some like knitting or something or rather like loom knitting or like I'll just make a collage like I've had times where like I've sat down with my friends with a pile of magazines and we've just collaged and just to kind of get those creative juices flowing again so if you do get in a rut you don't have to just be like if I don't make my art I can't do anything there's tons of other ways to get your creative juices flowing again so then you could sit down and and make your art like one thing like I know I mentioned Al a lot but like I said he was a huge influence he one thing he said to me when I was very early in my art career is that he said that just be inventive and he said like half the battle sometimes for him was just getting them to hang on the wall so that's that would I guess that would be my advice just don't give up on yourself that's a great advice. And yeah, don't don't get stuck in in one thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, so absolutely. Go for something else. Yeah, cuz you don't like like I said, like I am totally in the world of circles right now, but by no means do I have to hold myself to circles for my entire career. One thing about circles that I did not ask, but I remember we we were talking about it um in in the group meeting. Uh when you're ripping them and kind of putting them together and creating those scars and different lines, you were thinking about enhancing them some uh, in some ways with maybe oh, yeah. metallic or like even like to bring them even more on the surface to make them uh, a focal point of the whole thing. Because, uh, and, and I think we were talking about celebrating imperfections, celebrating like imperfections in in your body and your personality, because again, this the your circles are uh, an allegory of any human being, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I feel like, well, first of all, um, besides just loving color and texture, I like shiny objects. I like shininess. I love metallic. So uh, part of it was just. Um, I wanted to like the first time I ever ripped the paper and I, I, I kind of actually put tinfoil behind it to like sort of accentuate it. Uh, tinfoil trying to get that to glue to paper. I would not recommend it is very <laughs> difficult. <laughs> so that was the one and only tinfoil one I ever did. But um, the next one that I did, I did like sort of this uh, pearlescent sort of like uh, paint. Mm -hmm. And um I like the the effect that it was getting because it was like uh like almost kind of like glowing like light was coming out of there and it was like what was that there's like that saying like uh like the light comes from the wound or something like that mm -hmm. I'm totally butchering that quote it's a quote by Rummy and, and I'm just butchering it but um I just always like that I always like the idea of like um if something happens to you you can either just um I don't know, like live with it in misery or try to like learn something from it. And all the things that have happened to me, I don't want them to just be absolutely in vain for no reason. I, I, I wanted to try to learn from them. And by no means am I saying pain equals like uh, uh, knowledge. That is not true. Um, like, you know, I feel like the reason why like I've gotten better and why I have healed is because the love in my life so I feel like by like putting sort of emphasis with this like um like kind of like iridescent paints or metallic paints on those scars 
is it's like it you're, you're putting in that kind of like the magic of like that love and the, of that knowledge and like that's kind of like you know bringing that that piece back together would you call it a silver lining i mean you can if you want <laughs> you know i feel like uh, art is it, it always interpreted by the viewer you know <laughs> well to to the extent yeah to extent yeah, yeah. i mean I mean, I'm always going to have what I feel it is, but if I put it out there and I have, I'm not standing next to it to talk about it, you know, <laughs> but yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, and believe it or not, we are almost at the top of the hour. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. Cool. <laughs> This has been very lovely. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm I'm so glad that we had had a chance to connect. And uh, I have a crazy schedule right now, and I know that you are very busy too. Uh, yeah. But I really, I really like from the moment when you were introducing your your work to us, I knew that I got to bring it to the podcast because this is something that needs to be shared with other people. Mostly. Thank uh, you. Yeah, because and uh, it's. Um, I don't know. It, it, to me, it it, uh, it happens very rarely when you are looking at at, uh, at something because, and it is obvious that there is a deeper meaning behind behind the piece. And with your work, maybe because it is so simple as just circles ripped apart, uh, or maybe because it's your energy like seeping through it. I have no idea, but it was so. Uh, loudly speaking of some very important ideas that need to be shared and and also again you like you're talking about very uh, universal very deep and very vulnerable ideas about imperfection about traumas about scars about uh healing yourself putting yourself together using all the love you can uh and yet you are such a light and bright personality like it, it's it's almost uh, surreal, you know, talking to someone like you about topics like trauma. <laughs> I, I, I hope you know what I mean. I, I confuse many therapists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess part of it is just like, at a certain point, like, how do I even say this? I'm just happy to be here. I'm happy to be alive because realistically, I one of those surgeries was the surgery that saved my life. And I, I don't really remember, but I just like, there's this part of me, this, this almost instinctual part of me at this point that like, I am happy to be alive. And I, I know somewhere beneath the surface that I'm lucky to be alive. So the, I just kind of like, no matter how hard it gets and trust me, I know it gets rough out there for many people. Like I try to focus on like the things that I, I love that I can celebrate because I have to have a humor about things. I have to find the lighthearted spots in my life because like I said, I'm happy to be here and I, I don't, want like I guess the like just the outside um world like the things that you can't control I don't want that to consume me because it's it's 
very easily to be consumed by it sometimes. So I like to think about like, like these pieces, I like to think about like each of them is like a celebration of life and celebration of individuality. So I, I feel like I try to put some joy into them, try to put happiness into them, even though like I am, you know, like I'm ripping them and tearing them. And, but I'm I, like, the goal of that is not to like, you know, manipulate or make the paper suffer. The point of that is to have the paper have some type of like journey that it's been on to become that like beautiful, sparkling individual. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh my God. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <It's> absolutely beautiful. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, I think we can wrap up on this note because, uh, <laughs> I like at this point, I don't know uh, if either of us can say it better. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> right. Well, it was lovely to see you. Thank you so much for your time. I so appreciate that. Um, yeah. Yes. As I mentioned, uh, there will be a blog post that uh, comes with the episode where I put all the links to, to your new website, uh, uh, hopefully to the collection of earrings that people will be able to purchase if by then it will not be sold out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm first in the line. <laughs> okay. Thank you. I'm excited. <laughs> yes. And we will make a reference to Al um, for for people who who doesn't uh, who don't know about him. Uh, they can check online and and see what his art is and um, and see if they can if they can figure out what's what's the influence that you experienced. I'm pretty sure they will. So yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me. This has been a delight. <laughs> the pleasure is mine. And. It's great to have you in the art scene. It has been another episode of In the Art Scene podcast. If you liked today's conversation, please give us a good review on Apple and go listen to other great stories. Check out our website intheartscene.com or follow us on Instagram at intheartscene for more content. If you are a creative and you want to share your story, Shoot us a message from the website or DM us on Instagram. Look forward to seeing you next time in the art scene.